Welcome to the Hope Through the Fire podcast. This is episode 17. It's coming to you a week after Christmas. We hope you all had a wonderful, uh, stress-free holiday. Uh, We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Hope it was all filled with sugar plums, eggnog, and fruitcake. Not exactly sure if sugar plums and fruitcake are actual actual food, but I do love me some eggnog. Uh, Fruitcake actually is an actual food, just no one likes it. It is the actual best re-gifting gift that you can give, though. I think the original fruitcake still exists. Most likely. Way back in the 1500s or something. Somebody has been passing it down for years and years, and it was their great-great-great-great-grandmas. I've only had fruitcake one time. One time. Mm. And it was the last time. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how many times have you eaten eaten fruitcake. I don't know that I've ever... I'm sure at some point I tried some, but every time you look at it, you're just like, no. I just, no. Can't go there. I just don't think so. I'm sure I've tasted it at one point. That's why they invented eggnog. It doesn't eggnog. even look like fruit. It's like they invented eggnog <laughs> to wash it down. As the antidote for yes. yeah, as the antidote for fruitcake, maybe, yeah. maybe something like that. Eggnog's okay. It's not. Well, I love it. It's eggnog. not all it's cracked up to be. I it's good. I enjoy it. I love a good cup of eggnog, but it's not as much as you do, where you like count down the and minutes until eggnog season. I did something new this year. Your aunt. Yes. Uh, taught me this. We were with them. We'll talk about them in just a second. Oh, yeah, this is weird. I didn't think it was weird. It. She said warm it up in the microwave for like 10 seconds or something. At first, I was like thinking the same thing you were thinking. Yeah. But I did it, and it was pretty good. I would, it was really... I, I guess it would it. be custardy-ish. Yeah, it was kind of like weird, that. But like runny custard. Y'all y- listening to us, you should, you should shoot a message to us to see if you've ever had warm eggnog before. Warm eggnog. I thought it was good. I mean, why good. not? You Don't warm, knock it till you try it. You warm up chocolate milk and make it hot chocolate. There you go. I mean, warm up some beans and make it coffee. I mean, why <laughs> not? Add eggnog to the list. So we had a unique Christmas this year. Uh, we went to Florida. Florida is not the ideal place that people think about for Christmas, but my sister had this great idea. She lives in Jacksonville, and she threw out the idea, hey, let's all our family meet in Florida for Christmas and rent a house on the beach. And Everybody kind of jumped on the idea, and we did it, and it was amazing. We had a great time um, seeing families. Some family I hadn't seen in – I haven't seen my sister in in over four years, so that was exciting to see my sister and um, spend time with another sister and cousins and a couple of aunts and my mom, and it was a great time. We had a really good time, and Christmas dinner that, was – That's the best okay, part yeah, that's the best part. I was like, don't that. forget Christmas dinner. I'm waiting for that. So we didn't do your traditional turkey and all no. of those kind of things. No. We had a seafood boil, mm. which if you've never had before, you take a giant pot, you fill it with potatoes and corn and crab legs and shrimp, hard-boiled eggs. Uh, I, I mean, I don't even remember what else was in there. And like a bunch of seasoning and bay seasoning, and you just boil it until it's done. And my sister is kind of an amazing cook, and she cooked it – to perfection and we were up to our elbows in everything like i mean you you were all cracking cracking cra- and she part. did not give us any um crackers no, like we, we were to, just snapping those crab i, I was legs pounded into the concrete out. you know and, the, and trying to get those, those legs cracked it was it was amazing it making was, a huge mess and everything it was and nice. i think everybody there was kind of like okay we can never have christmas regular christmas dinner again like no. it always must be a seafood boil even if we're Having Christmas in Alaska, it has to be a seafood <laughs> boil. It was just so good. And I have definitely decided I like crab legs better than lobster. Yeah. Uh, there's just something about it's a crab leg. It's like a sweet leg that, taste oh, or something. It's so good. I, I think we've legs. moved away from the hope through the fire and we're talking, we're just about, talking about food. food. Let's yeah. just do that. We're foodies. We could have a podcast just yeah. about food we could for do that. sure. We could well, do that. 
I'm sorry. I'm a foodie. Bob. I am too. You don't get to qualify as a foodie. I know I like me some Golden Corral. He likes but Golden I do Corral. If you like Golden Corral like or Shoney's, you don't get to be a foodie. You can knock Shoney's because the Shoney's, Shoney's is just in this nasty. area. I won't in say all where, areas, all but in this areas. area was bad. No, in all areas, Shoney's is disgusting. <laughs> Ask anyone. Yeah, and Golden Corral even. It's it's oh. a little bit higher class. I'm going to have to find Shoney's. me a new co-host. If you Go talk bad it. about my golden <laughs> corral. Yeah, so I could be a foodie and I could have a podcast just about food. But I I don't even know if you'd get to be a guest. <laughs> no offense. You like good food, but I you do. like bad food too. I'm well so, balanced. I'm well balanced. I don't know. But the one thing that uh, I really enjoyed too was all the sweets that we had. We had oh so goodness. many snacks. And it was a, all these all My aunt snacks. is the queen of snacks. And she brought... An entire trunk full of just yeah. snacky food to eat. And, and I think she brought a, a whole massive Sam's Club box of those Chris, Little Debbie Christmas trees. Mm-hmm. And I was having a hard time not just devouring the entire box. Um, there was a bunch of like Reese's stuff there, you know, Reese's peanut butter stuff. All right, so I just lost my foodie status because I love Little Debbie's yeah, yeah, come on. Christmas trees. Preach. So I cannot be a foodie if I actually love Little Debbie's Christmas trees because like we had like all these, my, my mom and my aunt had made a bunch of like homemade baked like fudge truffles and all this yeah, stuff. Who needs that? We wanted the Reese's Christmas yeah. trees because they're so good. I'm sorry. They're just amazing. And they're like, I don't want to love them. I want to hate them so bad. But every time I see them, like, oh, Christmas trees. I, I think so they put good. some crack in it or something mm-hmm. to really make it good. Yeah, it leaves and a you, nice little oily film yeah, on the top Yeah, get that film in your mouth. mouth. It yeah. makes it so, so special. Yeah, it's really good. It's really special. Speaking of tasty treats, we are excited about our partnership with Cocoa Bean and Butter Chocolate Company. We've talked to, about them in the past, and uh, our, our good friends Joel and Kelly have started their own uh, chocolate company. They have a, a commercial kitchen that they built in their backyard. And they have some wonderful, tasty treats that you can order. They are offering our listeners a 10% discount on all orders when you use the code HTTF2022. And that code, that coupon will last to the end of 2022. But And that website is CocoaBeanAndButter.com. So make sure you go check out CocoaBeanAndButter.com. And they have some wonderful treats that... um. I love their chai latte white chocolate bark. That is, that is really really good. Um, what what's the, one of your favorites? Um, that you I like? love their caramels. They make from scratch caramels, and they have um, some sea salt caramel ones. That's really they do good. some that they cover in chocolate. They are literally they melt in your mouth. Our kids' favorite and kind of one of my favorites too is called Special Pete. It's like a Twix bar. It's a shortbread covered in caramel, the homemade caramel that they make, and then dipped in chocolate. And they are amazing. Um, our kids love those. Really and there's a story stuff. behind why it's called Special Pete. It's kind of cute. Um, and I'm trying to think what some of my other favorites are. They have truffles. I don't think they have any of them right now. But when they get their truffles, they have a peanut butter truffle that is that is really amazing. good. But they don't have those right now. They make their own marshmallow. And then they dip those in chocolate. And right mm-hmm. now at Christmas time, I'm not sure how much longer they'll have them, but they have a peanut or a, um, a peppermint, peppermint marshmallow in dark chocolate. That's really and good. That's I'm not a huge marshmallow. I'm not fan, either. But that's good. Oh, and I forgot about the butter toffee. They have butter oh, toffee yeah. that's also amazing yeah. too. All from scratch and all made with natural ingredients, and it's 
they're amazing. So take our word for it. But 10% off for the rest of this year that they're giving. Once summer comes, it's a little harder for them to ship stuff. So it'll probably take a little break during the summer months, during the hot months. But up until May, you can order from them and get 10% off. And the amazing thing about this partnership that we have is that that they are also going to give 10% of the sales from every order that is placed to a wonderful ministry called Morning Center. It's a compassionate pregnancy care center, and they're, they're doing a great job. And, and so Joel and Kelly want to help out this ministry. So go order a bunch of chocolate, and, and then you can help out a great ministry. If you want to check out this, this amazing ministry, you can go to morningcenter.com. Org. And one more time, it is cocoabeanandbutter.com, and that is the website where you can go and place that order. And that code is HTTF, which is Hope Through the Fire 2022. So go check that out and order yourself some chocolate. You will not regret the decision, guaranteed. We have received several messages from listeners commenting on our last two episodes of our interview with Alicia Reagan. And those two episodes made a great impact on a lot of people. So we're thankful for each of those, uh, each of you who, each of you who reached out to us to let us know that you were thankful for that. Uh, we were so encouraged by one of our loyal listeners' feedback. Um, listen to what Lindy wrote to us. Love that you all defined legalism and the gospel. Do you know just how grateful I am to hear others love and extol the gospel? It is so, well, I'm not good with words, but I'm crying just typing about it. Thank you both. That doctrine of suffering, I have such a love-hate, mostly hate relationship with it. I'm greatly averse to discomfort, but what comes out of it is so spectacular. I appreciate Alicia reinforcing that. I understand her questioning if God can be trusted. I've been in that mindset often myself, but I just loved it when she said his name. Emmanuel is my favorite name for Jesus, especially around this time of year. God in human flesh with us. I'm so unworthy, but he chooses to be with us. I sure appreciate y'all in the podcast. You just have no idea. Y'all's words and Alicia's have definitely been helpful. And Lindy is one of our faithful listeners, and she she has a lot of health problems and things that she goes through. And so it's so encouraging to hear this from her. Thank you, Lindy, for reaching out and letting us know how the podcast has been an encouragement to you. Yeah, thanks, Lindy, for those nice words. We are so grateful for your support and encouragement. We're grateful to all those that have uh, sent in messages telling us how much this podcast means to them. It really helps us, and it, that's why we keep going, because we know that the podcast is, is, is a ministry, and it's there to help those who, who share their story. Um, it can be, an, it may be a good impact in their lives. And anybody who's listened for very long know our greatest desire in doing this podcast is to point people to Christ and help them see beyond the fires that they're experiencing. And that's why we do this. It's a ministry of encouragement to those who've been hurt because we've been encouraged by people. One way we want to help encourage people is to provide them with material that can be a guide for them through their fire. So we often quote scripture because we know God's word is the greatest source of comfort and direction during times of confusion and chaos. But there's a lot of authors that we really love. And if you listen long, you've heard us often refer to Paul David Tripp. He's probably one of my favorite authors. Um, I absolutely love his devotional, um, New Morning Mercies. If you do not have that devotional, it Mm -hmm. is so full of the gospel and so full of grace. Like literally will change the way you think about the gospel and the way you think about grace. But in our last episode, we introduced his book called Suffering. 
gospel hope when life doesn't make sense. And we could probably call every one of our episodes that same title, Suffering Gospel Hope When Life Doesn't Make Sense. A lot of what people have gone through doesn't make sense by human standards. But we want to periodically take a little break from interviews and go through this book and share some of the truths that we have learned from this book. We're reading through it together. Um, and we know it will be a help for so many people who are experiencing some form of suffering in their lives. The best thing you could do is order this book for yourself and read it along with us. Um, but we would like to just take some time to pull some of the truths out from this book. And that's what we're going to do in this episode today. So yeah, we're going to take some time and have a dialogue between the two of us, and we're going to share with you some of the things that we've learned from this book relating to suffering. Now we'll, like Kelly said, we're going to go back to our interviews from time to time because we want to hear those stories, and that's the main part of our podcast. But uh, So going forward, we're going to take an episode, maybe two, talk about um, this book that has meant so much to us, and, and then then also get into some of the interviews after our study here uh, with the book. If you've listened to some of the past episodes, you know that we've gone through some difficult times ourselves. We've faced some fires. We've seen God's sufficiency. uh, We've seen His provision. And and we've suffered, maybe not as as others have suffered, but in our own way, we've faced some dark and uncertain days. And so as we've been reading through this book by Paul David Tripp, It's been a help to us tremendously, and we know that it'll help you as well. And the most beautiful aspect of this book is the depth of theology that it covers. It's not a superficial look at how to deal with suffering. It goes deep, and it exposes things that really cut to the heart and really just pour the gospel out throughout the entire book. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. You ready to get this started? Let's get it going. Let's do it. is Hope Through the Fire, a bi-weekly podcast that highlights the stories of people who have faced great trials but found lasting hope through Christ and His Word. We are Bob and Kelly, and we are your hosts as we walk through these beautiful stories of hope. God has become so real to us through some of our own personal trials, and we want to help you find that same joy even in difficult times. We believe these stories will inspire you to look for the beauty in the ashes and experience God's grace. So let's get started. Today we are looking at the book Suffering, Gospel Hope When Life Doesn't Make Sense. It's written by Paul David Tripp, or as we like to affectionately call him, PDT. Here's some biographical info on the book in case you're interested in acquiring it and to help you understand where, where we're going. It's published by Crossway. It's not a large book. It's a little over 200 pages. The first two chapters set things up and introduce what PDT calls the theology of suffering which we'll, we'll plan on referencing throughout this, this podcast and the other podcasts that we take in as we go through the book. Then chapters 3 through 7 deals with different traps that we fall into as we're trying to battle the suffering we face. You know, sometimes 
when we're battling suffering, we, we go, we have fear, we have envy, doubt, discouragement. These are some of the traps that we fall into during times of suffering. Then we'll look at chapters 9 through 14 that deal with various forms of comfort that we can experience in the midst of suffering. PDT, Paul David Tripp, talks about the comfort of God's grace, his presence, his sovereignty, his purpose, and his rest. There's one chapter that deals with the need for community during suffering, and this is something we have experienced, mm-hmm. is just having that community when you're going through suffering. And when PDT wrote this, it wasn't as if he didn't have any foundation for writing a book on suffering. He wasn't writing from a position of philosophical mantras on how to deal with suffering. Um While he was writing this book, PDT was actually battling some extremely painful health issues. He was dealing with acute kidney failure, and 65% of his kidneys had permanently lost function. And he's writing this book, and and he's dealing with all this excruciating pain. He talks about it. He talks about having a hard time passing um, blood clots. He's having sleepless nights because he's just in intense pain. He has these involuntary spasms. He goes into great detail talking about this great physical suffering that he's going through. And it's so moving as, as you read this because you get to go on the journey with him as he's learning the lessons uh, of, of suffering and how to deal with that and the, the pain that he has and the health problems it has. And he's trying to understand God's plan in it all. And so his suffering is not some passive thing. No, he's writing this book. Uh, and, and as he's writing this book, I should say, he's dealing with the pain. Exactly. And right off the bat, he talks about an unwanted visitor called Mr. Hardship. When Mr. Hardship comes to visit, he normally overstays his welcome. I'm sure every one of us have experienced that just a little bit. No matter how hard you try to say goodbye to him, he always seems to stay longer than you wished for. And his visit wasn't just unwanted, it was totally unprepared. So try as you might, there's nothing you can do to prepare for Mr. Hardship's visit. But the thing that he highlights that is so important that we all need to understand is what the gospel does, the work that the gospel does during Mr. Hardship's unpredicted and very difficult visit. The gospel gives us hope, gives us comfort, truth, wisdom, also gives us rest. And and all those things can come um, during Mr. Hardship's visits, not not the absence Mm -hmm. of of his visit, not when he goes away. It all comes through the power of the gospel. And that's that's the beautiful thing. The power of the gospel is what we need to, to help battle our anxiety, our fear, and the frustrations that, we, that come during Mr. Hardship's day. And the gospel does the work to keep us focused on our Savior and see his care through our suffering. I remember in the early days when Mr. Hardship visited us. Yeah. And like Bob said, we have not, I mean, comparative, compared to many of the other um, stories that we've heard on this podcast, ours, our hardship was not anything in comparison. But for us, those days were real. Those Mm -hmm. days were difficult. And those days of abandonment and rejection from friends and people that we admired, they're difficult to go through. And the sole thing that kept us going was constantly just drawing closer to God's word and learning more and more about the gospel. It was those times when people would pull away from us that we would draw closer to God. And it was in those quiet moments when God's word became real. It wasn't just an academic process of just checking a box for a daily Bible reading plan. There were words of scripture that penetrated my soul and stories that just Mm -hmm. jumped out to me. And just to give another quick shout out to another podcast that you may want to link to, a podcast that helps so much I started listening to, it's called The Bible Recap. And we started listening right in the beginning. A friend of mine 
who's actually related to the um host, the, the host, host of the podcast um she told me about it and i went and started listening and it's just reading chronologically through the bible and then she helps you to look for god on every page of scripture and when you're reading through leviticus you're like hey what am i getting out of this yeah. today she yeah. will pull a truth out of leviticus and the you know the laws and curtains in the tabernacle and somehow she sees God on every page of that and you just start to look for that every day as you're reading and who is God and it really during that time was just exactly what we needed to really penetrate our lives with scripture yeah we, that's something that has been so helpful to us if you've been following a lot of what we post on our social media we will all we'll 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 share a lot of the quotes that Tara Lee Cobble will will put on there from her podcast, and it's been such a great help. So mm-hmm. we highly recommend that as well. But, you know, sometimes on the surface, um, the, when we talk about uh, how those, those, the, the scriptures are penetrating our soul, that almost sounds strange and mystical a little bit. It might might be weird to some, some people's ears as they hear that, but that's exactly what mm-hmm. God's Word does. And, 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 and that work happens when we allow God's Word to transform us. Hebrews 4, 12-13 says, For the Word of God is living and active, sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing to the division of the soul and of spirit, of joints and of marrow, and of discerning the thoughts and intentions of the heart. And no creature is hidden from his sight, but all are naked and exposed to the eyes of him, to whom we must give an account. So there's this beautiful vulnerability mm-hmm. and transparency that that comes when we allow God's word to do the work of sanctification in our hearts, to transform us and help us through the times of suffering. Yeah, and as God's word does that sanctifying work in us, it reveals to us that those suffering exposes certain uncomfortable things. And PDT is actually the one who coined the term uncomfortable grace. Mm-hmm. And I think we really see that in this, I don't know if he coined it or not, but he's the one, the first time I ever heard right. him talking about uncomfortable grace. And we've talked about that on the podcast before. But he says that this suffering exposes the delusion of personal autonomy and self-sufficiency. In this case, Paul David Tripp is referring to his own physical suffering. But I believe that this truth is applicable for all forms of suffering. The desire to be independent and in control always fights against God's desire. It's for us to be totally dependent on him. And this is an area where I really struggle in letting mm-hmm. go of my control and giving it over and letting God take that control. So this is what Paul David Tripp calls the spiritual warfare of suffering. And there is such a thing as a spiritual warfare. You hear that a lot in a lot of sermons and, and different books. And spiritual warfare does exist. There are spir- spiritual forces that are at play, things that we don't see that we have to battle. We don't battle against flesh and blood, as Paul talks about. But but what Paul David Tripp is referring to here in this context of spiritual suffering is that that personal inward battle that we have where we want to control every aspect of our life but the spiritual battle is trying to understand that we have to allow god to work in our life and let him do his work and use the suffering to to bring him glory however that may be and our mentality the, the way we think sometimes and i know i do this i know this is something that i battle all the time and you just said that too I'm thinking it more on a personal level because I kind of went through some of this suffering with the COVID mm-hmm. that I had not too long ago. But the mentality is that we want to fight through the pain. Mm-hmm. We see that pain as something that we can we can conquer. But how do you fight through 
pain, whether it's physical pain or emotional pain, when you're completely at your wit's end, mm -hmm. how do you fight through that? Um, how do you do that? You might even battle um, spiritual uh, spiritual suffering or physical suffering, whatever it is. When it's so overwhelming, how do you do that? The spiritual battle comes in, in various forms. At times, it's a battle of the mind, which allows anxiety to take over. There are other times when we're tempted to be envious of the old ways, wishing to be rid of the pain and the suffering. We look back at the good old days when it wasn't as bad as we're experiencing now. In a lot of ways, that temptation of envy is a natural reaction to suffering. No one wakes up in the morning and says, Oh, I wonder which, in what way I can suffer today. We don't put suffering on our Christmas wish list. Right. The greatest spiritual battle is neglecting our dependence on God and trying to be self-reliant. It's finding hope in your own strengths and then being let down when you come face to face with your own weakness that you can't deny. So PDT talks about his sixth surgery that he had in just two years. And he talks about this long progression of learning how to thank God for that new normal. And that's mm -hmm. where he talks about thinking back to the old days when he wasn't having to have this pain and suffering that he was going through. But he had to learn to thank God for the new normal. Mm -hmm. and that's something that he would never have dreamt about or even desired. And that's a humbling position to be in when you recognize that your situation's not going to change and that you're going to need to live by faith and not your own strength. Yeah. And, and this makes me think of Alicia and a lot of the mm -hmm. things that Alicia said that she, you know, everybody said, well, you know, I'm praying for you that God will heal you. And she said, I'm not necessarily, if that's what God wants, then wonderful. But if that's not what God chooses for me, then that's what I, I'm, I'm, I'm willing to accept that. And that's, that's difficult to do. That's really difficult to do. Yeah. And that's, what we have been referring to a lot on ver on numerous podcasts as those even-if moments. And here, once again, we're talking about even-if moments. PDT says, suffering does force you to face the reality that your life is in the hands of another. Mm -hmm. It reminds you that you are small and dependent, that whatever little bits of power and control you can have can be taken away in an instant. Independence is a delusion that is quickly exposed by suffering. And I think anybody who has ever experienced any minor amount of suffering or any sort of anything, you know that instantly that's the first thing is all control is gone. I cannot mm -hmm. change the situation. I cannot do it. It's out of my hands. And that's a, a very vulnerable place to find yourself. But it's when God gets his greatest glory yeah. and when God can do his greatest work in your life is when you finally realize like it's all on God. And that's the ultimate spiritual battle when you yeah. have to fight through that and go through that progression but that's the ultimate spiritual victory mm -hmm. when you learn to be dependent on god and give yeah. it all to him you know there all these unseen forces that are raging war against the sovereignty of god um that exist we know that satan and his demonic army are doing all they can to rob god of his glory god deserves all the glory he he, he alone um has that and so, but we have to understand something. All those things that we think about that are true, they've already been defeated. The, the demonic, demonic forces have already been defeated through Christ's finished work on the cross. Mm -hmm. That war is, is done. It's finished. The war we're talking about today, this battle that we're talking today, is something that still rages because we allow it. And that's a, a war that's fighting against in our flesh. That's, that's fighting for control. 
that 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 intense desire, that constant desire and urge to be in control and not allow God to have his rightful place in our life and let him lead and be sovereign in our life. And often we are determined. We think through it and we say that we are going to have this, this control and we're going to fight through these fears, pain, and anxiety and hardships and all these other not-so-good nouns that we can think of, whatever it is. Whatever it is, we want to have the control over that. But God wants us to rely on Him and to give all those nouns, whatever it is that you're facing, He wants us to give it to Him, and we He wants us to be solely dependent on Him. And when we let God fight that spiritual warfare of, of this, this fight for independence in our life, and as we're going through the suffering, then we can see God do wonderful things in and through us and, and through our fires that we face. Yeah, and I, I hate to keep bringing it back up, but I just keep going back to this, that phrase, that uncomfortable grace. Yes. We think of grace, I, I mean, I just remember always thinking like, oh, when someone went through a difficult time, God gave them grace to get through it. It's more than that. I think grace is so much more than that. God, grace in our lives is giving us the hard stuff. That's a form of grace. Mm-hmm. We think of it as it's God helping us get through the difficult times, but sometimes His grace is giving us the difficult things. And then helping us go through. There's so many different ways that God uses grace in our life. And I just love this idea of uncomfortable grace. And that's what suffering is. It's, hey, I need you to be in this place to become fully reliant on me. And I'm thankful for that uncomfortable grace. I don't like it. I don't like being uncomfortable. Mm, not at but all. But the refining work that happens as a result of that uncomfortable grace is it's life-changing. And it's not something I would ever wish away. And I'm sure if you've ever gone through any sort of suffering, you would say the same thing. You know that that is when God defined you and just really made himself real to you. Mm -hmm. And so that's where that uncomfortable grace comes in. So I think this is a great place for us to end this episode. I'm looking forward to finishing this book, um, learning more about what Paul David Tripp says about suffering. If you're reading this book with us, or if you have read this book before in the past, let us know. We'd love to hear from you. It's a great book, and it will really help you to understand um, what God is doing in suffering. Yeah, shoot us an email at info at hopethroughthefire.com or reach uh, reach out to us through Twitter or Facebook. We would love to hear from you. We look forward to those messages. In our next episode, we will be interviewing one of our faithful listeners uh, who faced numerous fires in her life. We're going to take a break from the book. I, I I am too. Looking, I'm also looking forward to more of the book. We're just in the first chapter, and we learned all those wonderful truths. <laughs> But we're going to take it slow through the book, and then the next episode we're going to interview our friend. She experienced fires from within the church, her marriage, and then a literal fire. And so this is an interview that you will not want to miss. We are looking forward to it. It's really going to be a great story. I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, So join us next time as we hear a story of hope through the fire and see God turn suffering into a victory. (laughs) 